Hiya, it's Goblin's Henchman here. So, thanks for everyone who sent me ideas for rebranding my show. You'll recall that I was uh, tongue-in-cheek slightly suggesting I should rename my podcast The Henchman's Goblin. Um, but I uh, had a few other people ring in with suggestions, which I will collate at some point and put out there. So, uh, brace yourselves for that. I can assure you there's some, some pretty punishing, uh, punishing uh, ideas there. But before I do that, I've just got three things that keep going around in my head, and I think until I um, say them out loud and put it into the sort of more into public domain, I, I think I, I can I cannot think of other things, even, <laughs> even if they're ludicrous and, and not even particularly useful. So the first is, and this is going to sound completely weird, well, fairly weird, weirdish. Anyway, um, I was on Twitter the other day, must have been about a month ago, and I saw this illustration. And I don't know if it was intentional or kind of accidental or whether the image had been scanned poorly and been somehow foreshortened. Anyway, it depicted uh, a, a Roman legionnaire, legionary, uh, Roman, a Roman army, legionnaires, but they were all appeared to be halflings. And I just thought to myself, what a frightening thought, a campaign where the, the world is dominated by a highly militaristic halfling race. You know, three meals a day, <laughs> marching on bare feet, shield walls, you know, javelins, short swords, unstoppable as long as they've got, you know, their various, you know, breakfasts lined up. So, um, that idea really appeals to me for some reason. Anyway, moving on. And I suppose almost slightly related to this, I just kind of started thinking... I suppose possibly stirred up by all this talk about, you know, race in RPGs, but it did occur to me, if you took a standard Tolkien, Tolkien-esque campaign, you know, a standard D&D campaign, and you just took the humans out, what does that do to the dynamic of the game? Because humans are invariably the glue that everything, or, or comparator, that everything is compared against. Everything is, you know, the you know, dwarves are x with relation to humans helves are you know and who films the kind of i don't know what would i want to say the the well beige is the wrong word the vanilla void i don't know the thing that's gluing everything together you know again i was beginning to start thinking well what's the kind of common civilizing kind of factor would it would it be halflings would the, would that void of civilization if you want for a better word be filled with Halflings, the elves, you know, they're, they're you know long-lived and flaky. Dwarves are under the ground. Gnomes, similarly, um, you know, got the half-orcs, but again, they're a bit of a satellite issue, you know, and also we've got a bit of issue with half-orcs anyway right now. I'll leave that that topic untouched. Um, so you know, what happens there? Does it in- introduce a good dynamic, or does it just become weird? Um, and probably something been done before. I think I, I vaguely tweet, tweeted about this on um, Twitter. <laughs> That's where you tweet. Um, and someone said, oh, well, Mouse Guard. Then I thought, well, I don't think Mouse Guard's a fair comparison because, I, as I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not big on Mouse Guard, but I think everywhere, everything's kind of mammalian, kind of small creatures, mice, cats, ferrets, badgers, that kind of thing. So it's not, not a fair comparison because everything's different. You know, so if you get a campaign where you've got 16 new species and no humans, I don't think that's quite equivalent because everything has changed. But just that standard, if you like, Tolkien-esque AD&D, D&D scenario, 
pull humans, what do you get? Um, and what was the what was the third thing that's been plaguing me? Oh yeah, well, again, this is a pretty stupid idea, but for some reason, this this sort of weird thought occurred to me, and just it was just almost like a soundbite. It's like uh, plea bargain that saving throw, because <laughs> it's particularly prevalent in the U.S. system, where basically you get an offender or someone who's accused, and even if they're innocent. They sometimes choose to plea bargain because the consequences are made so high if they are actually uh, found guilty that, you know, it's it's a no-brainer. No so you can imagine the two scenarios are you go, you go home free, this is the judicial system, or you get life in prison. And then someone says, I tell you what, plea bargain for two years in prison, you get out. You know, it sort of becomes an unfortunate but pragmatic decision to take the two years because the other consequence is just too un unbelievable to co contemplate and I don't know I don't know what the access to the lawyers are so here we go you know so in AD&D system dragon opens his maw he breathes fire DM rolls high and he says right <laughs> and you say your honor I'd like to plea bargain <laughs> I don't know it probably can't actually work in reality because it probably gets into a weird place Anyway, those are the three random things that I keep tootling around in my head. So now that I've put them out there, um, at least verbalise them a bit, I feel I can lay them to rest somewhat. Okay, well, thanks very much for listening. Um, nearly at six minutes, so it's going a bit long for me. But I um, hope everyone's doing well. Um, beautiful sunny day here in the southwest of the UK. It looks like when you hit 30 centigrade today which i don't know what's that in u.s currency 90 ish 90 something it's high you know pretty hot um okay well i better better get back to doing something okay cheers everyone and uh hope you have a good day and thanks for listening bye